Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, habits, and motivation for entrepreneurs, athletes, and high achievers. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome fear, failure, and adversity, and maximize your true potential. Get the latest tips, strategies, and biohacks to master your mindset, improve your habits, and create unstoppable motivation so you can become the strongest version of yourself. Get ready to crush your goals and improve your personal and professional life on every level. Here's your host, mindset coach, author, and entrepreneur, Danny Cole. What's up, Stronger Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Danny Cole. And as always, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the show. I love you and I appreciate you. And because of that, you know, I'm going to bring you great content every single show. So with that being said, if you like this show or any show that we've done in the past, or you want to catch a show that you missed, go to StrongerThanFailure.com, click on podcast, and you've got everything there at your fingertips. Plus, if you want to do one-on-one mindset coaching with me to improve your business, your relationships, or your life, you've got the information right there. Reach out and we can set something up. All right, guys, I'm excited about today's show. We have got a guest that's been on, I think it was just over a year ago. And it's been one year now, or is it two? two? Dude, time flies. It's been just over two years ago, guys. This man, one of the best guys you can meet. Really just a great-hearted guy, and his business is booming just because of who he is, and I can't wait for him to share everything about it. Today, we have got the owner and CEO of Hero Roofing, Nick Brannon. Nick is only 28 years old, guys. This man drew, grew up in Fayetteville most of his life. <clears throat> his, father, his father got custody of him. When he was about nine years old, because it's a, a rocky, rocky start like a lot of people go through. He grew up as a daydreamer and didn't enjoy school too much. He always wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I get some water. You know how things go whenever you try to talk and read at the same time. This is Danny Cole trying to talk take two. <laughs> All right. He's always wanted the most out of life, but not knowing exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a fighter at one point, an actor at another. He did always know he wanted to be a father and a husband, which was his calling. And he fell into roofing as well. Roofing is what supports his calling. He's the CEO of Hero Roofing, and he has grown the company from zero to $12 million in three years. Right? Yes, sir. Three years. Dude, that's mind-blowing in itself. All right. He said being an entrepreneur in roofing has changed his life and his family's life and enabled him to leave a legacy. And he's now also a coach to other business owners and he loves helping them get the most out of life. He says we all fail, but what but it is what we do. Hold on. But it's what we do when we fail that define us. We are all stronger than failure. Dude, so that I love that right there, dude. That's great. So without further ado, Nick, dude, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man. I don't know if that was you needing some water or just all my typos you're trying to read through. <laughs> no, it's just sometimes I'm dyslexic, too. I'm like, um, <laughs> what did I just read? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, man, dude, but I am super proud of you. Dude, you're a great guy, man. And to see where your business has gone now right. in three years, dude, that's amazing, dude. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, like, tell our guys, you know, how you got started in the business, you know, as far as how it got started and, and what made you grow so fast. Yeah, well, I definitely would start with saying, you know, what made me grow so so fast is it's definitely not just my business, of course. Um, we have a huge team. Uh, you know, we have a lot of support. But me and my father are co-owners. Uh, he's a COO. He, he kind of oversees operations. And, uh, and then I'm, of course, a CEO. But, 
Yeah, we started in 2018. I think I came on to your podcast uh, early 2019, and you know we had, you know, I told you what our goals was then. I think we wanted to close in a million dollars in sales, and um, it's just kind of snowballed from there. But it's been a lot of hard work. Uh, it's been a lot of working on our brand, working on our mar- marketing, and it goes back to a lot about you know our culture uh, and like kind of who we are and and who we look for when we bring on people into our company as well. Yeah, that that's huge, and it's something we talked about off air a moment ago. As far as, as far as the people that's working for you in the culture, once you learned at the conference, you addressed that. Right. Yeah, having the team and the right team in place makes all the difference in the world. Like you can be, like you said, you can be a superstar salesperson. We talked off air, guys. You can be a superstar salesperson, but if you don't fit with the team, if it's kind of pushing other people the wrong way, then it's it's not right for the team. You know. Yeah, man. I've seen it. Some other companies, like people will, I don't know the exact word, but. They'll have somebody that maybe they produce really well, but they're just maybe they don't fit in their culture or they got a bad attitude or negative. And they'll try to like just because they do really well for them on the sales point, they don't want to get rid of those sales is, is they'll just put up with it. And mm-hmm. it really what it does, it just creates a huge, a bad seed in the culture altogether in the company. Yeah. And and you can definitely you can tell when when there's a bad seed because that negative energy is just going to bring more negative energy. Dude, it does. I had worked, um, I used to say like high-end furniture. I worked at the dump. And um, there was one guy there, you know, not throwing names out, but one guy there who wasn't exactly that. So he did incredible numbers, like incredible salesperson, but very unethical, stole deals, all kind of stuff. And dude, right. it was a bad vibe there. Like and you can tell, like everybody's always aggravated with this person. There's always conflict, just everything going on. Whereas if he wasn't there, they might not have that big, that one person making all these sales. But everyone else's sales would go up. The energy would be a lot better. So it's the just the rest of the team would succeed. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It makes a difference, man. All right. So we're going to rewind one second. You said so. The first year, you said you wanted to do a million, right? Right. What did you wind up doing the first year? One point six. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Dude. All right. So how did you do the one point six? Like, I know, I know the work ethic. But I want all the listeners who don't know you, don't know your story. Like, what did you do? You, you said you wanted to do a million. You did one point six, which is huge. Like, how right. did you? How did you achieve that? Well, I mean, you know, every, I kind of break down every company when it comes to sales. Like you got to find out like what, what your, you know, your common ticket is, you know, your, you know, your, what that ticket, like in, in roofing is really like in our, in our market, it's about $10,000. Mm-hmm. So to do a million, I was like, I got to do, you know, at least a hundred, hundred roofs, yeah. you know? And then, but then when you set a goal like that and then you, and you really work on like your sales, your sales tactics and your sales experiences, you know, say the average ticket costs $10,000, but now you start getting $15,000 tickets and $20,000 tickets, but you're still going for that, that hundred roof goal. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what, I, I think we didn't do much over hundred projects. We made done a little bit more, but I mean, I think that first year we did right around hundred projects. Um, but we, we started getting the bigger ticket items started, you know, we'd get with a customer that they wanted a roof and we'd kill it for them. We'd do an amazing job. Then they want us to do their gutters. And so we were doing a lot of things like that where we we're just getting repeat business and a lot of referrals. And, and I was, my goal was to go out and find a hundred jobs on my own, and then from that, I got referrals and, you know, their, their, cust- their friends using us, the other people yeah. in the neighborhood. And we kind of just, excuse me, we wanted to um, succeed in every aspect that we could on when it comes to the marketing and the branding. And that's what we've, you know, I've been trying to do year after year. And I preach that to other business owners is, especially in my industry, I'll, I'll look at a roofing company and they'll be really good at door knocking, going out and getting business, knocking on doors, or they'll be really good on social media and on the internet, but never like, the perfect combination, right? So, like, we, we've always focused on trying to every single avenue of our business when it comes to marketing and branding. 
All right. So what do you think you do differently? Because one thing I do, I see, I see the billboards. I see the signs that are around. I, I see you on Facebook everywhere. So what is it that you think that you do differently that is causing you to succeed? That way some people are listening. Like, Look, I'm having a problem like he's talking about. I'm doing good videos, but I'm not you know, closing the clients. Or you know, I've got, I'm getting all the clients in, but it's not closing them. So what do you think you're doing differently? Or what could they do to really kind of close more deals with that? We're, we're consistent on like every aspect of the business. Like I think that's big is, is even me, like I can, I'm, uh, you know, I, I procrastinate. I can, you know, I can have my lazy days just like any, every, every human, you know? Um, but we have, as a team, like we're very consistent, you gotcha. know, I mean, we make sure our, everybody's knocking on doors. Everybody's following up with their job. You know, our, our office manager's touching, following up with, with clients, you know, we're making sure we're getting the production done in a timely manner. Job managers, make sure the guys are the, the homeowners happy when, when they leave, you know, and then we're asking those customers for referrals. So we're trying to be consistent on every aspect and continue to be consistent. I, you know, I see with, with some companies, you know, that they may do, like I said, they may do the front end really good and then they're really bad at calling back customers. Mm. I mean, what's the typical? It takes, what, 8 to 13 times to call a customer to land a job? Yes. Dude, the money's in the follow-up. Fortune's in follow-up hands right. down. Like, it's, I think it's 2% or something like that that will close on the first phone call. That's it. It's The 98% is on the second phone call and more. Like, you've got to call more than one time. Right. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like, man, as far as your success, the majority of it's going to be in the processes. You, you've got the process from when you're going out to the door knocking, meeting a client, to the follow-up to whenever you're doing the job, to when they, you know, when, you're, when your team comes back in, following up with them, make sure they're doing everything right. And then once the job's done, following up with the customer. Like, it seems like you've got to process all the way through. And you follow up, you know, you go through as far as management or your management team, just follows up, make sure everything's done correctly, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we've always, everybody in our company's always known the process. You know, we train our guys on the process and like what, what, our, what a perfect customer would look like and what we expect it to look like. But actually now since leaving that conference, I was talking about we're actually going to put that on paper and make it tangible. You know, we're yeah. going to have it like break broken down. And I, and that's one thing I would encourage every business owner. It doesn't matter what you do or what you sell. You should have an exact process of your business on paper. So when you do bring on someone new, you know, and maybe you're a little busier, they got that. They can look at and they can they can practice that and they can go, all right, this is where the customer's at in the business or this is where they're at in the process. This is what should be happening right now. Yep. Now you're absolutely right, dude. That's. And like you said, having it tangible where you can look at it, where your guys can look at it, because if it's just hearing and just kind of everybody paying attention, like if you're hearing it, everybody hears a story a little bit differently. So if you right. got a guy who's semi-new and somebody's new on the job, he's like, okay, dude, what do we do next? Oh, I mean, this, I think this is what we do. And they're, they're kind of missing a spot. So they, they jump and miss and they can miss the customer, right? But like you said, if you got it tangible in your hand, hey, this is where we go. Boom. You, you won't mess up. There's no way to mess up because it's right here in your hand. Right. So yeah. Now- marketing how much do you do you put a lot of money in marketing is the majority because i think last time we talked the majority like what the business was was referral repeat like repeat and referral business yeah i'd say we're still there where that's the majority of our business is referrals uh previous previous customers and like facebook you know but um i was just at a conference and i was in a class with a guy uh, who owned a roofing company in uh florida and he was saying that he only spent two percent of his gross revenue on marketing. I think they say the the, perf, the number you're supposed to spend is like five percent. Uh, same thing. We're like no, we're around two percent as well. Um, but this guy in the back was like drilling him, like, "Oh, you're supposed to be spending five percent. Why aren't you spending more in marketing? You should be doing this and doing this." And he's like, "Look, man, we the difference is is we have a brand, and that's the thing. Like you, you know, as as a as a good you you can get by with spending a lot less in marketing if you have a strong brand. And how yeah. deep does your brand go?" You know, and it, again, if you got customers referring you, 
you don't have to spend as much money. And if you can do a lot of volume without spending all that money, I mean, that's better for your bottom dollar as a company. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that. They're like, all right, well, you got to keep spending, you know, like I said, five, they want to spend 5% of their bottom line every single year. Whereas like with you, you, you've got the trucks that are out there, they're branded. Right. So when people, you spend that one time, that percentage on the truck for branding, boom, they see it every single day. The clothing, the sweatshirts, the hats, everything that you have. Then the free stuff, like the videos you're doing on Facebook, the referrals and just all the testimonials. And I see what you're doing. One thing I do like is um, you're doing your hey, our employee of the month and you're putting that out there so people can get to know your employees. I think that's really cool, man. Yeah, I would say I've learned as a business owner, um, when it comes to social media aspect, putting people on your social media gets way more attention than like your product. You know, I mean, we were talking about the other day, like someone will look at a brand new roof that we post. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. They keep scrolling. But when they, when you post some, like a person, someone they can like see, connect and connect with, it gets mm-hmm. such a, I mean, the response is 10 times as much more. And then, and then when that person shows up at their doorstep, like, oh, I know who you are. I've seen you before, mm-hmm. you know? So we've, that's something we've tried to implement here more recently is putting more and more showing our faces on social media, basically. Yeah. And one thing I've read, oh, just psychologically wise, right? But one thing I've read over and over and one thing I've trained people on, you probably heard on the show before is, you know, it's like, who would you rather buy from? A salesperson or a friend? And you want to buy from a friend, obviously, because you feel like you know them. And that's what that's what putting their face on there, employee of the month, hey, this so-and-so has been on the company for this long, he did this. They Like you said, they feel like they know them. And when they come to the door, like, hey, I know you. I've seen you online. I, I, they feel comfortable and they right. want to do business. Right. Now, did you do that knowing that, or do you just kind of just happen fall like just fell right into it? No, really, just pay attention. Like, just started paying attention to our Instagram. I saw the photos where we'd post a roof, and it'd get like five likes, and then the p- photos where we'd post, you know, one of our roof heroes of the month, or our office manager, or whoever it is, and it'd have 25, 30 likes, five, six, seven, eight shares, because then their family share. Like when you post yeah. a roof here of the month, and let's say, you know, I think the last roof here of the month was Austin. Uh, he's been with us for two years. One of our sales guys, and. Uh, He's, I mean, he kills it month after month. Really? We, he got roofer of the month and like all his family shared because they know him, you know, it's, they know him they're like, oh, they're this, proud you of know, him. I'm proud of my son. I'm proud, you know, I'm proud of my nephew. And they share it all over the place. So he just, it gets a, a organic, you know, uh, traction where, you know, where you're, you can get, you're basically generating business off of that. Yep. And the more they see you, you know, it, and that's the thing I would tell new, new customers, like new business owners coming into it. I think starting out, you want to market as much as you can. And then once you start actually establishing business and getting sales, then you want to focus on your branding. You can't brand until you, until before you market. Yeah. Cause if people's got to know who you are right. before they really get to understand, like just kind of seeing an image of, Hey, I know this guy here. I feel comfortable. Yeah. Right. But once they start knowing who you are, you don't want to let them forget. No, Cause he- I mean, that's something I've learned, you know, you, you know, earlier time I have a billboard, like I, we do have one billboard and, and I know there are some, you know, some of my competitors that have multiple multitudes of billboards around the community. And, uh, I'm not cocky when I say this, but we do a good bit more of sales in them. And I think it's because of the stronger brand. But what I would say is, you know, they're going to pass that billboard. And they're not going to call you directly off that billboard. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear me on this podcast. They're not going to call me. They may not call me right away, but they see my billboard. They hear you on the podcast. They see the yard sign, and then they get on Facebook and they see the roofer of the month. Then they call you. Right? Yeah, because that roofer of the month is killer. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's, it's not, really cool, it's, man. How many companies you know that really care about their employees these days? Right, that's huge. Yeah, that's one thing that I really like, Nick. Like when I met him the first time, like really genuine guy, guys. Like really genuine guy. Really cares about his guys. The, you know, the people that work for him, and then the customer. That's why his business has grown so much. And you know, I'll, he's gonna give you information later. But if you need a roof job, you also do home inspections now too, right? 
Uh, we we assist with them on a, on the real estate side. If there's any roof concerns, we'll gotcha. definitely check it out for them. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But yeah, if you need any kind of roof concerns, guy, this guy is the man to go to. Like hands down, we'll take care of you. Great price, great product, and incredible service. So, in what all areas are you again? What do you, what do you service, Nick? I mean, our goal is to take over state. So, oh, I love that. Heck so yeah. yeah, I mean, we're you know we're you know right now we're in Georgia. Our our home office is in Noonan, uh, but we service basically most of Metro Atlanta. Uh, we have done a couple of jobs north of Atlanta, a couple of jobs, you know, around the Macon area. So, I mean, we're, we're you know, if, if someone needs our services, we're, we're more than welcome to try to help them out. Definitely. That's pretty cool. Okay, good deal. Because I know I think last time it was just more of the local when, when I talked to you. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Things are spreading like that. Right. And, and it goes back into, like, you know, I was saying when you're newer, you got to hone in on your market first. And that's and that, that goes, like, you always want to dominate your market before you start spreading out to other markets. Yeah. You know, if you can't be successful in your own area, don't try to focus on other areas. But, you know, uh, most of our business is definitely in Fan Coweta County. Uh, but we got we got a technician uh, above Atlanta, and then we have a technician, you know, in, in around, you know, middle Georgia as well. Cool. All right. So I want to ask you, so the first year you did 1.6. Right. This year here, third year in, what do you think you're going to be ballpark at the end of the year? I mean, we're pretty much there. Like, what are you going to be at this year? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're $150,000 away from our goal. So we're we're looking to close out at seven million dollars. Congratulations, Nick. Yeah, thank you, dude. That is amazing, man. All right. So, in, so I want to know, and I'm sure the listeners do too. Is so the the amount of marketing, just everything stayed the same from year one to year three, kind of about the same way you're doing everything. Just make sure you're following up, doing the right thing with the customer. Not really more money put into advertising, just just more organic well i would say you know we're definitely we're definitely a bigger company so we do spend more on more on marketing okay. but our but our margin of what we spend is about say about the same gotcha. you, know, we, you know we've always hit a you know we've always been around two percent on, on marketing um you know two to three percent i would say and then of course that doesn't really count when we spend on branding you know and and i look at that differently i mean and as far as quickbooks goes advertising and marketing is the same category but you know i definitely look at marketing and branding a little bit the same and um or differently, I'm sorry. Anybody listening, they can always reach out to me, and I can kind of help them differentiate the two and, and show them where they need to be putting money at, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, our numbers have stayed the same as far as a percentage, but we're just doing more of it because we're, we're a larger-scale company. Yeah. Now, so with branding, do you spend about the same amount on branding? Because one thing I guess what I was going to try to get with that question was I want everybody to see how important branding is because, again, right. like I see you everywhere. You're out there everywhere, and – Building that brand is so important for success in whatever that you're doing. So that's one thing I want the guys to really know. I want just you to know 100%. You got to do the branding. If you get the branding out there, you're going to be successful. Yeah, and I think branding is is everything to us. And uh, we probably spend as much as as we do on marketing, if not maybe even could be a little bit more. It just depends on how you want to look at it. You know, I look at the truck wraps as branding, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at stuff that's there for a long time. You know, when you send out a mailer to somebody, it's advertising. But when, you know, when I have a flag up at my office that's going to be there every single day, to me, that's branding. Like, they, as, a, as someone driving by that lives in a neighborhood, they know they're going to see that flag. That's, that's branding to me. The billboard, in a way, to me, is branding. You know, I, I, the, the main thing with stuff like that is I put my logo real big. I don't expect them to read the phone number when they're going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. You know. Yep, having that logo, something that's recognizable, and like, which is branding. So right. once they see that, then they can, and then when they pass it on Facebook, where they see it anywhere they see it or hear about it, boom! Like so, they can reach out and right. contact and, you. And to me, with branding, it goes more, it goes deeper past like you know what, what's seen. It goes into into your into your culture and into your company. You know, even like branding is even like how someone should you know like say me, how we should even act as 
as employees or as people outside of the office, right? So, like, you know, yeah, I think as, as a brand, it's even to the point where if I'm wearing a hair roof and hat and a lady walks by and I open the door for her. Yeah. You know, it, it goes that far for us. You know, like it's – and we and we had a – you know, we have what's called team leads in our company. So we have 12 sales reps and we have four guys that are team leads and they manage, you know, sales reps under them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like chain of command. Yeah. Um, and we had a team lead meeting on Monday. And we were talking about that. Like, you know, we even got to look at, like, are, are these guys even – is everybody even on the same page as, as our brand, even outside, you know, outside the nine to five. All right. So what I'm, what I'm getting from that right there is that the branding for you is, dang, I just had the word in my head. Um, dude, how did I forget that? I was listening to you. All right. Just the way you carry yourself. Right. So right. your company carries yourself one character. Boom. All right. So yeah. it's the character of your company. You want to make sure your employees have the same character when they're outside of work. Like six, they're wearing your product, branding themselves. Yeah. Like you said, open the door for somebody being respectful, not, you know, being rude to the people. Yeah, make sure your character is right because once they have the character of the employee, they know the business is going to be carried the same way. So, yeah. Yeah, what I would say, man, if you got a company where you got a lot of guys that like to party and have a good time, you better get your shirts on so many. Like, I would go through the bar and give my hats to everybody. And that way, when there's a bar fight, they don't think they're employees and they're yeah. just like guys wearing shirts. <laughs> I've said that before. Like, I. Uh, we unfortunately had a guy, We had, he didn't, like I was telling you earlier, he was a high salesman, but he just didn't fit in with our culture and what we were about. And and uh, and he was one of those guys, like, I was on, I, I've, it made me nervous thinking about what he could be doing on his off time, wearing here roofing clothing or gear or whatever it was. Yeah. And so that was important to us. And and that was something we even tried, tried to let him know as like, hey, man, you know, like, if you work for us, like, you know, it, it can be very beneficial. It's life changing. Like, we, you know, this can, we, we're going to try to give back to you, but you got to kind of. You got to be on the same page and, you know, we got to make sure we're taking the very best care of people in and outside of work, no. you know. I'm, I'm glad, dude, like a lot of this interview has been more about branding because that's one thing, like one thing we're talking about I didn't really think about. I guess I kind of in the back of my mind thought about it a little bit, but not a lot was, yeah, how the person that works for you outside of the work, right? So branding, I always knew, yeah, make sure everybody knows who you are, what you're about and stuff of that nature there, but when the people that have your clothing on that do your jobs for you, if they see them out in the grocery store, or they see them out, you know, at church or wherever, yeah, how are they conducting themselves? Cause that shows you like, who do you employ? What kind of person are you going to hire for your company to go out on these people's houses? So yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it really that way. That makes right. a lot of sense, man. Yes. Yeah, so if you got the right people working for you when they're out there, you know, conducting themselves anywhere in life, people see them on social media because you're doing the employee of the month, you know, stuff of that nature there. It, yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah, I, was, I definitely agree. Um, it's even, I mean, three of the guys that work for me, we go to church together, and, and it's the same thing, man. I mean, after church, someone will come up to them, like, hey, I need you to look at my roof. I mean, we've done probably at least 10, people, 10 people's roofs that we go to church with. You know, and it's just, I mean, and when you're in this kind of industry, when you're anything sales, like your job really has never stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, so you kind of, you know, I think you have to be a genuine person. Yeah, you know, you got to be a, you got to be a nice person to, to actually do well in sales. I think I don't think you can fake it because it could be seven o'clock in the afternoon and someone needs your help. You know, especially I know if you do real estate, like everybody knows that, like it does not stop. Mm-hmm. And um, look real quick, that's when you know you're a business owner. This man said, "When it's seven o'clock in the afternoon, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. because yeah, you don't go home early. No. No. Get that call, you got to go. That's it." <laughs> I've gotten better and better at being home early. Uh, I think the first two years I was at seven, eight o'clock. Every was usually when I got home every night. And mm-hmm. now I try to leave out. I try to leave wherever either the office or a job at five. Usually to go home and 
and work a little bit more. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. But at least but, you're at home. At though, least I have you know a computer I mean? in my house. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's one thing that, dude, I talk to everybody about, you know, being a mindset coach. A lot of the entrepreneurs are, like, right. trying to find that work-life balance. And with me, like, success to me, you know, make sure you're, you're taking care of financially. you got all that taken care of. But happiness, you've got to have your time to yourself with the family and the ones that you right. love. Because you've got to love who you are, what you do, and who you're with. And if that's out of balance, then everything's there's gonna something's getting more stress on it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So yeah, you got to find it. And I'll say that's the cool thing about this industry. Like before, I was in roofing, I was bartending and waiting tables, and so I mean, I was the only manager there too uh, that had a newborn, and I was closing four nights of the week. So I was getting home at three o'clock in the morning. You know, I had hardly any family, like I guess time, or you know, I didn't I didn't get to really spend a lot of time with you know, with my wife and, and my child then. And so like, this is given back to me where we can, we can do some amazing stuff. And, and, you know, and that's, and that's what I think as an entrepreneur, you should be wanting to build a legacy. And I think that's what I'm getting to accomplish is building a legacy for not only my family, but also the guy, the people that work for me and their families. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we were talking about Craig earlier. Uh, he's an awesome dude. And, and I, I remember like my Craig first, Jones, shout out to you, my man. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> my, his first month working for us. I remember he, uh, a tree fell on a house and at nine o'clock at night, he's, he went out there and was tarping the house. And that same night he was calling me. He's like, dude, I just want to tell you, I'm so thankful for you bringing me on. Like, I love this. I just get to spend so much time with my family. Mm. And like, I, I just love how much time I can spend with my family. I'm like, bro, it's nine o'clock at night and you're tarping a house. <laughs> like, do you want me to come help? And he's like, no, I got it. I'm good. And he's like, I know it's going to have to happen sometimes, but you know, but he's still willing to go and put an extra mile, you know, go the extra mile and take care of customers mm. and help people whenever he, they need it. But at the same time, he's still able to get spend more time with his family. Yeah. And to me, that was huge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Craig's one of the guys. I've known Craig for a while. And just like he's like we talked earlier, really hard worker, great guy, takes care of his customers. And like I said, he will go the extra mile hands down. So, that yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad he's working with you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we were talking about culture earlier. And I think, you know, as, as a new company owner, like people are trying to get – boots on the ground get people in the door and and they're like you know they're quick to hire and they may be quick to fire as well but um you really got to make sure the person you're bringing on fits in with your culture and, so, and guys we got i mean just everybody with our company i mean they're, they're all on the same page now um but, but craig's a huge one man he's, it's he's been with us like i said since august and it feels like he's been with us for years that's that, that's when you know you got somebody who's good right when they, when they fit right in they take care of things and you know you can trust them and rely on them that's big dude yeah Right. So look, we're getting close to end already. Due time has flown by. Oh yeah. But we talked about branding. We talked about culture of the business. One thing I'll talk about is morning routine because in order to be successful, there's got to be certain things in the morning that you got to get done. So I'm curious, man. What what is your morning routine? Because you're busy throughout the day doing everything. What what's the routine that you've got in store in the morning every day? Yeah. So I would uh, the the night before my morning routine. The night before. Perfect. I use a CRM called Aculinks. Uh, it's roofing. It's a roofing CRM. Um, you know, other industries have other CRMs, of course, but I'm able to create tasks in there. If you don't have a CRM, you can use like your iPhone notes. So I'll make a list of everything I want to accomplish the day before, like any big task I need to accomplish. So maybe it's helping a salesman with an estimate or looking at a job or responding to the, the accountant, whatever it is, I'll make a list of like what I need to do the day before. And so that will prepare me for that morning. So, I mean, the morning, uh, I don't, I'm really not a very early riser. Mm -hmm. So I usually get started about seven o'clock. I help my wife, uh, get the kids ready and off to school. And then I'll have, uh, usually just coffee. I'm not a big breakfast guy. Mm -hmm. I'll head to the office. I'll look at that task list and then, and then see what I, what I can accomplish and then what I need to help delegate with, with the team. Uh, Mondays and Fridays, we have uh, meetings on Mondays. We do our leadership meeting. And then on Fridays we do actually a Bible study at seven thirty. Awesome. Um, 
So that's probably my favorite day of the week. Just we do it, we'll do a Bible study and then we'll go right into like the sales meeting. But I just try to kind of have a routine. I like my I like my mornings a lot because it's like I said, I get to help my wife get the kids off to school, and uh, like I think if I was still bartending, I'd probably be sleeping while they're going off to school. Yeah, you know. But so, dude, uh, God is good, man. You know right, what I mean? That's it. Yeah, so being a good guy, being a hard worker, you went from bartending and doing that, working to four in the morning to being able to wake up with them, helping a lot of clients out, customers out, spending more time with the family, giving other people jobs where they can take care of their families. Dude, I, seriously, I'm very proud of you, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm trying not to blush to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> guys, like seriously, one of the best guys you can meet, dude. So if, let everybody know real quick. We, we got one minute left. How yeah. can they get contact with you? Where, where can they find you on social media? Like, boom, go ahead and go. Yeah, so my Facebook is Nick the Roof Hero. Our Facebook page is pretty easy. It's Hero Roofing. Instagram is Your Roof Hero. Um, you can reach me at nickbrandon at yourroofhero.com, and our website is yourroofhero.com. Perfect. All right, guys. So like he said, he's pretty much all over Georgia. Whatever you need, you've got roofing issues you want to be replaced. This guy will take care of everything. Give him a call. He will definitely take care of you. He is the hero roofer. All right, guys. Remember, we love you. We appreciate you, and you are stronger than failure. Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, your home for mindset, habits, and motivation for entrepreneurs, athletes, and high achievers. This show is dedicated to helping you overcome fear, failure, and adversity, and maximize your true potential. Get the latest tips, strategies, and biohacks to master your mindset, improve your habits, and create unstoppable motivation so you can become the strongest version of yourself. Get ready to crush your goals and improve your personal and professional life on every level. Here's your host, mindset coach, author, and entrepreneur, Danny Cole. Let's do it. Let's do it. You, 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 rock, rock, rock. out with X360 FM. Your favorite radio station. all through the streets. Keeping on lock. It's X in effect. Full circle. Full circle.